Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled, Tribulation, Our Present Sufferings. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning global audience of unchurched, self-study people, as well as those who are part of a church. For anyone looking for greater depths in God's Word with a stronger personal study, we also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Our episode last week, Tribulation, Make War on the Evil One, was posted on July 23rd. Last week we noticed, God is against the men of pride, or God opposes the proud. Either way you read that, it clearly is not a good place to be. However, last week's study verse tells us how to fix this. In simple terms, we fix this issue in our lives by making war on the evil one. This is done by resisting him, by no means submitting to him, not yielding even one inch to him. William Burkett told us, Satan is both a conquered enemy and a cowardly enemy with a faint heart. Therefore, he is already conquered, defeated, fully overcome. Despite he is already conquered, despite he is already defeated, despite he is fully overcome, he can still make a strong impression on us when he tempts us. We also need to fully realize that temptation is all he needs to work with. It is us who give in to temptation, which now becomes a trial or worse, a tribulation. We also learned the apostate nature is the abandonment of your religious beliefs. This is by all of mankind, male and female. Another item we learned about was the strength of his temptations lie in our treachery and falseness. We are false within ourselves. Otherwise, all his power and malice could not hurt us. Learning further, we found, while you yield to God in all things, you are to yield to the devil in... To find out more, listen to our previous episode titled, Tribulation, Make War on the Evil One. This week, our study is titled, Tribulation, Our Present Sufferings. Our Bible verse this week reads, For I consider that our present sufferings cannot even be compared to the glory that will be revealed to us. From Romans chapter 8, verse 18. This present time of life is the only suffering time to the saints, for no sooner are they removed from hence, but they are in heaven, where neither wicked men nor devils can reach them, where their souls are freed from sin and unbelief, from doubts and fears, and everything that is distressing, and after the resurrection, there will be no more diseases, no death in their bodies, and this present time is but a short time, a little while, 
and all sufferings will be at an end. From the New John Gill's Exposition of the Entire Bible If nothing else can convince a person to be saved in Christ, I would think this partial statement in that commentary passage would be convincing. It said, This present time of life is the only suffering time to the saints. Keep in mind that a saint is someone who is saved in Christ. To learn more about being saved in Christ, listen to our second episode linked in our show notes titled, How to Be Saved, Episode 2. Notice also, when we who are saved in this life die, we go to heaven. Heaven is a place where neither wicked men nor devils can reach us. In heaven, our souls are freed from sin and unbelief, freed from doubts and fears, and freed from everything that is distressing. By comparison, this life is short when compared to the length of eternity. However, living this life as we do, this time feels anything but short. A person who lives into their 80s, even 90s, lives a very long life. So the question is, how long is a person's life lived into their 90s when compared with the length of eternity? This is the comparison being drawn out here. Notice further, the nature and property of the saint's future glory, quote, is hidden, unquote, is a glory that shall be revealed. Learn hence that the glory which God has prepared for his suffering saints and children is a hidden glory. It is hidden from the eye of the world and lies altogether out of their sight and view, and it is in a great measure hidden from the saints themselves. It is now the object of their faith, but before long it shall be the object of their sight. The sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed. From Expository Notes with Practical Observations on the New Testament by William Burkett. Notice, the glory which God has prepared for his suffering saints and children is a hidden glory. It is hidden from the eye of the world and lies altogether out of sight and view. It is a great measure hidden from the saints themselves. It is now the object of their faith. Is the glory which God has prepared for his suffering saints and children the object of your faith? Certainly. In this regard, we see through a glass dimly, but we do see something that should excite us. Further, before long, that dim object shall be fully in our sight. I think this commentary passage gives us a reveal of what that blurry object is. The sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared 
with the glory that shall be revealed. This tells us that even before it is fully revealed, we have a blurry view of the full glory that will be fully revealed to us. Because it is dim, may be better noted as being out of focus, it is difficult for us, in this here and now, to fully and properly understand. The weight of the saint's cross is not comparable with the glory of their crown. The happiness of their future glorified state does infinitely outweigh the misery of their present afflicted state. They are not to be named in the same day. From Expository Notes with Practical Observations on the New Testament by William Burkett. Notice from our previous episode, Complementary Text and Comments. Though now, for a season, a short period, it would be in fact only for a brief period, even if it should continue, though the whole of life. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. Our light affliction, which is but for a moment. It is possible, however, that Peter supposed that the trials which they then experienced would soon pass over. They may have been suffering persecutions, which he hoped would not long continue. From Barnes' New Testament Notes Why is our time on this earth referred to as short, and our afflictions, trials, and tribulations as light, despite how hard they really seem to us in the moment? For clarity, I will read the Bible quotation from commentary in its full sentence in two verses. For our momentary, light suffering is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison, because we are not looking at what can be seen, but at what cannot be seen. For what can be seen is temporary, but what cannot be seen is eternal. From 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 17 through 18. So, what does this mean? The trials which Paul endured to many persons would have seemed to be anything but light. They consisted of want and danger and contempt and stoning and toil and weariness and the scorn of the world and constant exposure to death by land or by sea. Yet these trials, though continued through many years, and constituting, as it were, his very life, he speaks of as the lightest conceivable thing when compared with that eternal glory which awaited him. From Barnes' New Testament Notes As you can see, we learned about this in our previous episode, Tribulation, the Goal of Your Faith, Part 2. We are now building on that by digging deeper in this episode. As you can see, this subject is sprinkled 
through our Bibles. That means, to learn this subject in its entirety, one has to dig for it by finding it in all the books of the Bible where it can be found. Moving forward. Notice these two supporting verses we find elsewhere in our Bibles. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you too will be revealed in glory with him. From Colossians chapter 3, verse 4. Dear friends, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet been revealed. We know that whatever is revealed, we will be like him, because we will see him just as he is. From 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. Now, notice this footnote on 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. It reads, The phrase we will be like him, because we will see him just as he is, has been explained two ways. One, believers will really become more like God than they now are, and will do this through seeing God as He really is. Or, two, believers will realize that they are already like God, but did not realize it until they see Him as He is. One who sees a strong emphasis on realized eschatology in the Gospel of John and the epistles might opt for the second view, since it downplays the difference between what believers already are in the present age and what they will become in the next. It seems better, though, in light of the statement in chapter 3, verse 2, the first portion, that what we will be has not yet been revealed. And because of the reference to Christ's parousia, meaning Christ's second coming, in chapter 2, verse 28, that the author intends to distinguish between the present state of believers and what they will be like in the future. Thus, the first view is better that believers really will become more like God than they are now as a result of seeing him as he really is. Further still, you will suffer in the same way if you see the consequences of sin around you. What misuse man makes of what God has created? He uses everything for his own glory and satisfaction. Don't you long for the moment when the inheritance, the creation, will again be in the hands of the rightful owner? Paul did. He was looking forward to the future glory he was going to see. The suffering he had to bear was nothing compared with the future glory. For us, this is an encouraging lesson. The more this glorious future becomes a reality to you, the more you will be able to bear the unpleasant things you experience as a believer. From King Comments, Commentary on the Whole Bible. Notice the opening statement. You will suffer in the same way if you see 
the consequences of sin around you. Between Scripture and commentary, one thing is certain. We will suffer temptations, trials, and tribulations, which are the consequences of the sin around us in addition to whatever negative end result also occurs. Additionally, notice that commentary sentence said, quote, if you see, end quote. This speaks to our blindness we have as sinners. As a sinner, one frequently does not see the consequences of sin. I think because we also seldom see the sin before its consequences are known. The consequences of our sin make it better known to us. The question that now occurs is whether we will deny what we see and or simply decide to live with it. As people saved in Christ, we simply and only need to ask Him for forgiveness. Sin with its consequences suddenly is forgiven by Him. Now, our sin is not even a small issue at all since Scripture tells us He forgets it. Noting also, mankind uses everything for their own glory and satisfaction. Many men and women I have met in the American workplace, as a result, are very competitive. They boisterously boast and glory in how much better than others they perceive themselves to be. They do this to their own satisfaction, regardless of how they make others feel. If they can noticeably see they have distressed you by their words and actions, this, for them, is a sign of their success. If you are hurt by such words and actions, such people do not care that they have hurt you. For I consider he gives it as an expression of his strongest assurance, not as an uncertain opinion or the dubious result of conjecture. Not worthy are the sufferings of the present time that pertain to this life only and come to an end with the close of this world period, in comparison with the glory which is to be revealed to us. All the distresses, all the afflictions, all the persecutions, all the sorrow that comes upon the Christians for the sake of Jesus is a matter of but a moment's duration as time is reckoned before God, and in addition is so outweighed by the glory which the saints are to inherit that it cannot properly come into consideration. From Kretzmann Popular Commentary We have two things in this commentary passage to note. First, not worthy are the sufferings of the present time that pertain to this life only and come to an end with the close of the world period in comparison with the glory which is to be revealed to us. This tells us that nothing in this life, even remotely, comes close to the glory which is to be revealed to us, spoken of earlier as the weight of glory. Can you understand why that glory, yet not revealed, 
but well known of, is our focus? This is one reason why I believe we are to keep our eyes on heaven as Scripture tells us to do. Secondly, all the distresses, all the afflictions, all the persecutions, all the sorrow that comes upon the Christians for the sake of Jesus is a matter of but a moment's duration as time is reckoned before God, and in addition is so outweighed by the glory which the saints are to inherit that it cannot properly come into consideration. I think this statement makes it very clear. Our life here, no matter how troubled by issues, is so outweighed by the glory which we saints are to inherit that it cannot properly come into any consideration. Further, in these words, the apostle describes a fourth illustrious branch of the happiness of believers, namely, a title to the future glory. This is fitly annexed to our sonship, for as the adoption of sons entitles us to that glory, so the disposition of the sons fits and prepares us for it. From Matthew Henry's Complete Commentary on the Whole Bible. Note the comment from Matthew Henry. For as the adoption of sons entitles us to that glory, so the disposition of sons fits and prepares us for it. So, saved men and women in Christ are entitled to this glory in heaven we are yet to experience. However, the disposition of Christ's sons and daughters fits and prepares us for it, meaning what we learn from our temptations, trials, and tribulations in this present disposition. By this, therefore, Christians may be sustained, their sufferings may seem great, but they should remember that they are nothing in comparison with future glory. They are nothing in degree, for these are light compared with that eternal weight of glory which they shall work out. They are nothing in duration, for these sufferings are but for a moment, but the glory shall be eternal. These will soon pass away, but that glory shall never become dim or diminished. It will increase and expand forever and ever. From Barnes' New Testament Notes Our sufferings may seem great, but we should remember that they are nothing in comparison with our future glory we are moving towards. Our sufferings are nothing in degree. These sufferings are light compared with that, quote, eternal weight of glory, end quote. Our earthly sufferings, no matter how great we perceive them to be, are for but a moment when compared 
to that weight of eternal glory. Remember, that glory shall never become dim or diminished. That eternal glory will increase and expand forever and ever. Next week, in our summer series, our episode is titled, Tribulation. Do not throw away your confidence. What is our confidence? Why are we not to throw it away? If we actually have to ask those questions, is there a problem? Join us next week to find out more. Play or download our episodes from one of our podcast hosts, or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. All Bible quotes without a citation are from the New English Translation Free Version. We greatly appreciate our audience. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners, followers, and new listeners. Thank you all so much. We are very pleased to serve a diverse international audience. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched, currently an all-electronic Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome and God bless you. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled, Introduction, About Us, Who We Are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. Find our website at https colon forward slash forward slash the church of the unchurched dot o r g. Please type the church of the unchurched as a single word with no hyphens in unchurched. Our Bible, tablet, and desktop compliant website has more information, links to many of our podcast platforms under the podcast menu item. We are found on podcast platforms like iTunes, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, and Spotify, to name a few. We refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sundays, East Coast Time, USA. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. Our RSS feed is syndicated on many popular podcast RSS feed platforms. Find us on a preferred platform to follow us as we continue to grow. Now, to him 
who is able to strengthen you. To the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, be glory forever. Amen. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.